Hello and welcome to Breakthrough Business Podcast. My name is Joe. And I'm Eric. And I'm Christian. And the three of us are the co-founders of the Breakthrough Business Academy. And on this Breakthrough Business Podcast, we're going to teach you the new fundamentals of business. Old advice just doesn't work it anymore. The landscape is changing so fast. So we're going to teach you guys what we're doing on a daily basis to implement in our business. And not only that, we're going to bring the best industry experts to you in order for you to be more, create more, and have more. Perfect. All right. Hello and welcome. Once again, we're delighted to have our special guest, Jason, amongst with us. And boy, does he have a story to tell. Chef Christian, would you like to introduce our guest? Yeah. So, you know, every so often you come across somebody where you feel an instant attraction or feel like you know him from a former life or you have somebody <laughs> when they speak, they speak directly, not just to you, they speak into your soul. So as we met the first time, Jason Berkowitz, and he told us the story on how he started up and how he started a, a company out of nowhere as the sheer desire to make the industry better. Uh, we were hooked, and today you will be hooked, our listeners. So let me introduce you to Jason Berkowitz. Jason, welcome to the Breakthrough Business Academy and to our podcast. We're excited to have some time to to talk about what you do, how you got started, and what what's in the cards for you moving forward. So with that, Jason, give our listeners a little intro, who you are and what you currently do. Hello, everybody. <laughs> chef and chef, great to be here. Um, you know, it's really important that actually you listen when people talk about you, because it's amazing what you learn about yourself um, through their eyes. And there's no greater mirror of that. And I'm listening to you and I'm like, what, who am I? <laughs> How am I interesting? What did I do? What's happening? Um, founder of Arrow Up, uh, Arrow Up Training right now, CEO. Okay. And so we provide, we build safer and stronger teams. That's our why as a company and somewhat of my definite personal goal throughout life. Um, helping people feel good and do, do good and do it well. And um, started off, really kind of jumped in. We, we're an online training company for specifically, we, we mostly focus on the hospitality industry, but we've expanded out. We started with compliance and safety training, and we've moved into soft skills and human skills and leadership, because in the end, I genuinely believe it's all connected, right? Yep. You, can, you can check the box of safety, you can check the box of compliance, but in the end, you can say that we've talked about conflict resolution, people. In the end, it's all people trying to understand our way through life, navigating and, and being human together is mm -hmm. a topic. It, it's a little thing that I wrote down on a piece of paper, being human together. And what I've been doing is throughout various conversations, business focus, life focus, I'm like, does that fall underneath this category? It does. Yep. And in most cases it does. And it all carries and trickles down and trickles up and out and in. And, and so backtracking, um, long time, lifelong operator started at Burger King at 14, uh, King Whopper topper. And then as, as we were kind of talking once they kicked me out of the kitchen quickly and made me a little bit more FOH and really have had the pleasure of surrounding myself and attracting some incredible mentors, co-workers, teammates um, throughout life that's afforded me the opportunity to work with some of the best notable chefs 
um, other than YouTube, you know, <laughs> and um, in the world and help them realize their vision and scale some companies. Um, you know, sweet spot before I launched Arrow Up Training was you had something that was working, right? Umami Burger, good national brand, Tokaya, good, good brand that's scaling out. You had something that's working and you needed to figure out how to scale it and fuse capital fast and to go from startup to scaled company and you're ready to take on some cash. I love to come in and say, well, what's the soul? What's the culture? What's working? And how do we put enough infrastructure into place so that when it gets rattled and tested and we grow, that there's enough of a foundation here that we can continue whatever that original vision and like-minded purpose was Mm -hmm. and put process around it and turning it over. But just to sort of carry over from the introduction uh, and not over, over speak too much. Yes, I was taking (laughs) compliance training and before sexual harassment training was mandatory, it was mandatory in every company that I was a part of. You know, the first question is, well, did you set the expectations of behavior? Mm-hmm. With that, I said, we are missing the boat of an opportunity to actually speak the language of our industry and went out and made a course for our culture, then moved to safety. And now as we're expanding, it's this new school way of talking to each other, yeah. lifting up the rug, having the conversations, getting it out of the corners, getting it out of the shadows yep. and being transparent. And I saw a void in the market and we've entered and... Um, it's working, which is really fun and has brought me to, to this moment right here, right now. And you've been very successful doing it. Absolutely. I, I love the story and, um, you know, I'm curious, how did you get into that? You know, doing sexual harassment training is not sexy, no pun intended, Um, but how, how (laughs) do you, (laughs) how did you get into that and, and make sure I'm extremely good at it? To the point that says, you know what, I want to build an infrastructure around it and build build a company and, and just take this global. Where was that pivoting point for you? And what did you do to say, okay, I think I can make this into a business? Great question. And, and, and in thinking of, you know, business owners and people growing and kind of figuring out where they're putting the resources. Um, I wanted to enter the market with 10 steps to running and busing. I wanted mm-hmm. to enter the market with Wine 101 and 26 Instagram posts. I've made training from the local coffee shop to Gucci Osteria's first restaurant in the United States. This is what I love is service and hospitality. And I knew knocking on the doors to the local restaurants and saying, this is, uh, um, this is what we can help you. Because I entered the market right with anti-harassment. I saw the need. Mm-hmm. It still was part of this collective collective catalog that I, that I was excited to scale that said new teammates join you. They join your company in, in any capacity, any field. And do they understand the two most important things? What does it mean to do a good job? What's my expectation? What, what, what's the vision that I'm a part of? And number two, the feedback loop to know how I'm doing Mm -hmm. and setting the style of service. All of this was so big because I watched the inconsistency. I watched owners say, how come they're not doing it the way that I see it? Well, did you ever teach them? Right. And compliance training was something that I had already brought to, to the table in other companies. Right. And I said, you know, this is probably the way that I'm going to get in the door because in California, it was becoming mandatory that all restaurants would have to take sexual harassment training, specifically that one. And I knew mm-hmm. OSHA was, was necessary as well. Safety training. 
And I said, okay, let me enter the market with something they need. Let them see that I can do it in a competitive, different, unique way, which I had a vision for, which was something, not these cheesy testimonials. Let's Mm -hmm. get interviews. Let's get it modern. Let's get this stew of media that's engaging podcasts um, and really enter the market in a unique way that once I'm in the door, okay, now you see our style. Here you go. Here you go. And so that, that's how it was. And I reached out to uh, one of the top lawyers uh, through Davis Rich Remain and, and said, can you certify this, this course? Because I, I'm, I'm an HR person as well. And mm-hmm. I realized that I did have the credentials needed in California to do it, but I didn't want that to be enough. I really wanted to come with the weight of a, of a true legal firm so that taking this, this wholeheartedly a philosophy of mine, let's put the structure and the infrastructure in place. And whether that is your legal big brother standing behind you so that I can jump around and be this, Hey, you know, people, and we're all weird and everything's strange and, and, and be human. And, you know, did you listen to that song? And what about that movie and push the boundaries a little bit, knowing that companies can feel comfortable that we had the infrastructure of solid legal representation and we check the box as well as move the, the conversation further. So mm-hmm. it was something people needed and it was a way in the door that I, I could do better. I, I love I it. Lost it a... came to life. It came Absolutely. to life. So how did you wind up here? You're a good looking guy. You could be a model or something. So how did you get into, into a career like that with, with HR and video background? Um, what, what attracted you to the, to the hospitality industry? I love the vibe of it. I mm-hmm. mean, from, from, I was too young to work at Burger King. I literally had to fudge <laughs> the papers, but I wanted to get in the game. I wanted mm-hmm. to be around people. I wanted to be where people are and feel the vibe and the music in the moment. And then after a couple of years there, I went to the local coffee shop and said, you are leaving so much on the table. Let's, 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 you know, push these coffees from around the world. No one knew of Jamaica Blue Mountain at the time. And I'm like, this is amazing. And and we have the market that will support this. What are you doing? Let's Mm -hmm. go. And so restaurants, food, that moment is the sexiest thing in the world to me. And um, whether rock and roll, whether whatnot, it is. And that moment when you're sitting there whether you've walked in the door and there's, you're about to have a coffee with a friend, a wine, a meal, whatnot, there's an electricity. I've always been drawn to that. That's what drew me to be an, uh, a worker, a teammate, an employee. Then the way that I, my gas tank fills up knowing that I can lead somebody and then mm-hmm. they share that side of it, that um, that's, that's what really keeps me going. I, I, I broke away from hospitality for a little bit and, and got a college degree in psychology, went to Michigan state university. Um, I love it. And I mm-hmm. think there's no better use of it than making sure that we are protecting people and that we are giving them safe spaces to be themselves. Um, so that's, that's, that's what, what got me. Unfortunately, uh, I never tried my hand at the acting side of it to be told otherwise. <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. So being in this industry 
and and starting your company. So what was it like? So if anybody out there from our listeners, which is on the fence and saying, I'm super passionate about it because we honestly believe that everybody has a business within them and it could be something to make a $500, $1,000 on the side, or it could be something full, full mainstream the way you do. What goes through your head doing this? Do you you have some self-doubt? Did I do the right thing? What what was that first few weeks, first few months uh, like starting something off totally different from what you went to school for, you know, in in an industry which is struggling? um, How do you kind of get through that? I, you know, there's, it's funny, right? There, there's, there's something that we heard a while back that the door knocks of life mm-hmm. and it will keep knocking whether you open or don't. And then it will keep knocking and eventually it's going to slam and hit you in the face. And the door was knocking and I was feeling it. And I was in an incredible position um, as, a, as a chief operating officer from a fast growing company and infused capital. I knew that I'm good getting you to a particular point, but once you've taken the investment and you really, you know, help to invest and you're taking it, once it really comes to the blocking and tackling the PL, I love building those. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good to get off your ship and move on because I love the scaling and the building of it. So there's that side of it. What, you know, you're going to wake up every day and get kicked in the groin. It's just, how long till it Mm -hmm. happens. And so, so there is that side of it, right. That's going to get you anyways. Um, I I think it's about believing that you really genuinely can offer something unique in an industry. I believe it's about being that you can offer something special in an industry. Here's an important thing though. I'm going to say, right. In this world of, of selling dreams, Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of, uh, it's not necessarily what your dreams are. It's a lot to do with what your talents are. Mm-hmm. And if you can provide something of value that's unique and aligns with what your frequency is and your why and your grain, that's happiness because that solves purpose. And I like to take dreams. I like to take talent. I like to take value and I like to sum that up into the, into the word purpose. And if you are fulfilling purpose, you feel fulfilled. And that ultimately is happiness. I am somebody, again, I've come on board. I've been the most important, important person in the room as we go from 10 employees to a thousand employees and will quickly become the least important person in the room because I've managed to hire right, get people in their roles, and my purpose fades out, and I need to be move on to what is calling me. So to those thinking of starting it, to those who've started it and thinking, am I going to continue the next day? You are going to get challenged. You are going to get kicked. As this progresses, I'll tell you, I got four kicks in the groin so far. When you do a SWOT analysis of your company, which we know, strength, weaknesses, opportunities, mm-hmm. and threats... When we get into it, no one would have put the, the ones that I've got involved in this. And one of them's a pandemic that we're all dealing with. Um, <laughs> but it's going to happen. I think the question becomes, you know, are you, are you fulfilling the purpose? Do you think that you've got something? And then if you're a company that's starting to grow and you're doing right and you're wondering what your next steps are, think in, am I doing work that's $1,000 an hour? 
not $10 an hour, mm-hmm. not $15 an hour. And in that, that will keep you fulfilled is please to anybody listening. If you have the bandwidth, the budget and the opportunity, pass off your daily tasks so that you can work on the business, not in the business. Yep. And you will feel mm-hmm. that fulfillment again and it will open up. One final point and we'll jump back into it. And I haven't thought about this for a while. When you play an instrument, so I play guitar too. Mm. Um, When you play an instrument, right before you get better, you get worse. All of a sudden I can play these chords, right Joe? You're playing them. Then all of a sudden you can't do what you did. What's about to happen usually is you're about to do what you couldn't do before. Yep. Yep. And so to be prepared and ready for that. So, you know, what we see here is a living legend here because he's walking the walk and talking the talk. And it it shows that it turns into a lifestyle. This is a lifestyle for you, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. This is why if all, for all our listeners, sorry, I'm jumping in here because mm-hmm. I saw the secret sauce and that's the secret sauce. He's turned it into a lifestyle. He does this on a daily. It's like blinking your eyes. You don't have to think about it now. Yes, there's some work to go with it. And yes, there's lows and highs. And that's what keeps us going. But but this is just incredible. Incredible. I, I absolutely agree. And I, I love that conversation. And the, the, uh, I think 80% of our clients, Joe, we work with in, in our coaching company is you make it sound so easy. You just hire yep. the right people and move back. People struggle with that. And it, it, we spend a lot of time around mindset with, with our clients because they do have a hard time letting go because they do believe there's nobody who can do it as, as, as well as I can. And there's nobody who is as dedicated as I am. And, and you said it, you know, they're working in the business, not on the business, and they're becoming the cheapest employees and best employee they have. So if somebody knows they need to grow, first off, what are the signs if you feel, hey, I need to bring somebody else on? And how do you bring somebody on where you know they they can move the business forward as well as you can? And and what is the mindset you have? And it's kind of a multi-question for you is, what is the mindset saying, I need to let go? Do you just step back? Do you, did you struggle with that kind of handing over the reins? How how was that process for you? Um, so the first, so there's, there's a lot of things to unpack mm-hmm. inside of this and <laughs> it begins with make, making a list of your roles and responsibilities. Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, treat yourself as your own first employee and, and, and team member. And so write down, what are the tasks that I'm doing? What are the tasks that my job title is? What are the ones that I can farm out? What are the ones that I can pass off? What are the ones I should keep because they're unique to value? Yeah. Something that I, that I can't stress enough is we can live inside of our heads and convince ourselves of anything in and out of yep. anything yep. for good or bad. Put it on paper, take the time to write it down, job description, roles, responsibilities, my roles and responsibilities, what mm-hmm. is unique to my, what I would hire me for a job and what I would fire me for a job, right? Fire yourself out of a job. And mm-hmm. um, I like that. It's okay. It's going fire yourself. So um, like-minded. So yeah. like-minded. Fire yeah. yourself. I love that. Love and, that and, mirror. You're right. fired. Yeah, it's great. And, and, and so when I'm, in that sense, theories on sale, and it's great. We could talk about it. Get it on paper. 
see where the rubber meets the road. And then you have a job description that you can hand off to somebody else. The first question, if you, you need to be organized to attract organized people. And I love the book Traction. Uh, Gino Wickman. It's one of my favorite and it's the EOS, right? Entrepreneurial operating system. And it talks about you have your visionaries and your integrators. In the end, there's still, I'm dreaming of something and someone's got to dot the I's and cross the T's. You might be doing both, but the key is to get the organized people. And the way that you do it is to at least deliver the information in as organized a way as possible. Some people will say, I can't, I don't know. If you can't, you can't, but try. Make sure you're not being lazy about it and at least work on it. We can either build from nothing and write the document up, go find a document. We'll share one with you. I'm sure one of the yep. three of us are happy to share a document with any of the listeners and, and you know create it from there, edit it off there, but get it on paper. That way you can communicate it in an efficient, organized way. Um, love it. Can I actually say something else that might be a little to yep. the left, but yep. on this before I forget, this is real. <laughs> this is a real podcast. Please, please All go right. ahead. All right. So some of you also might have a number two, that it's time that they have to let go of the work and they have to move on that you're scaling from not one to two, you maybe it's going two to three or 10 to a hundred or beyond. Mm-hmm please be aware of the egos involved. And in many cases, let's say you'll have somebody who was HR, they're, they're doing everything, right? Oh, I'm HR, I'm learning, I'm this, I'm that, I'm business, I'm all of these things. And their identity and their security is held in the fact that if they feel that if they left, the place would fall apart. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they're worried to let go, to grow. Yep. And they're not thinking, I need to let go of this so I can have a day off and the company can grow. They're thinking, if I let go of this, I can get fired and they can get rid of me. And it's really important as you communicate to these individuals that you're talking to the ego as well as the operator. And in yourself too, you might be worried, do they need me or not? Greatest thing to do is to surround yourself with the right people, surround them with the right people. And if they're the right person to stay, they're going to stay. And if not, they're not. But please be aware that it's not so easy just for somebody to then pass business development to somebody, HR to somebody, anything to anybody else, because this is their identity. You know, years ago, I, I was working through back pain. And somebody had said to me, do you want to let go of the pain? And I was like, that's the dumbest question anyone's ever asked me in our life. Yes, I want to. And It wasn't until later that I realized they were saying to me, I know, but this is what you identified as. These are all the reasons why you can't do all these things that all of a sudden, maybe there's going to be another reason why you can't do it, or maybe even you can do it. And so I'm saying, get it on paper, work in the blocking and tackling, always Mm -hmm. in the blocking and tackling, always in the process and respect the human seed and know that sometimes there's more at work and to be compassionate and empathetic when this person doesn't let go. But then you also absolutely love that. Yeah. And and what you're, what you're also saying is you're creating that culture of good growth. And that's where a lot of them, they, they got a vision. Yeah. We want to grow. Well, 
tell me how that looks. And right. you just described the perfect organization of how to grow. Yeah. I, listen, I, 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 I have already half a page of notes here. And there's two things which really jumped out of me. Number one, how you broke it down with organizing and, and kind of structuring yep. it. And you just outlined, you know, what somebody needs to do every day. So if, if you're listening and you want to start a business, I, I will tack this line on, on the podcast to go back and listen to this again, because we have clients we work with. They spend more time planning their next vacation than the, yep. the process or the, the company goal for the next year. So for me, that's super cool. I absolutely love how you outline that. And then also surrounding yourself with the right people. What does Jason's uh, support network look like? Um, I have an incredible creative director. So I, somebody, I learned from somebody and they said this very simple question to me and I loved it. As much as you can, do the things that give you energy and pass the things off that don't mm-hmm. it, it's there you go. Yep. And I loved it. And we're going to have to, right now I'm, I'm renewing my business insurance. I doesn't give me energy, but you know what? I still need to do it. Right. <laughs> I, 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 it buck stops with me. I still need to do it. So I'm going to continue to do that. In that, I've also surrounded myself. I don't like doing the, the small details, the, the admin of stuff. So I've, mm-hmm. I've outsourced. Um, I have a couple of people working for me uh, in Chicago. And then I, Upwork, by the way, to everybody, is an incredible yeah. tool um, to really hire people that will work, with you, work for you at different time zones around the world. And they're great mm-hmm. people and take care of them. And although you might never be in a room with them, there are humans with their life and their family. Yep. And I can't tell you how much people appreciate being appreciated. And I just gave a raise to one that never asked for it. And yeah. it's amazing. Um, the, my creative director, uh, Garrett Darlin, is amazing. And he comes from uh, a cinematic world that I could never touch. So he's, he's then really driving the process with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my major infrastructure. And we, we, we stay light and clean and I, you know, then I've got my yeah. lawyers, accountants and everybody who's doing that, that, that I trust my, my two longest relationships in Los Angeles are my dentist and my accountant. I just realized <laughs> and they're both, you women. know, you know, again, I'm going to hit on culture. You, you named it several times in, in a different way. And it was kindness, kindness, mm-hmm. kindness. Yeah. And I'm going to just shout this out to all the listeners, because again, if you don't walk away with a golden nugget, in my opinion, we're just listening and we don't yep. want to listen. We want to change lives. Yep. And if I may, I'm going to put you on this spot. Yeah. So you run a huge company. What did that act of kindness cost you? What did it give me? There you go. <laughs> My point exactly. Yeah. And it yeah. returns in dividends. It's like stock, right? Uh, yeah. And emotionally. So, I, I, look, I'm built that way, though. I mean, I yep. cry. I, I will cry watching somebody be nice to somebody. And I don't, it's, I'm not a sadness or an anger guy as much. You, you literally do one small deed for somebody, and I'm a, and I'm a wreck. 
And I, and look, I say I'm the Jewish mother of all my companies that I've been a part of. So I don't come out <laughs> as a tough guy. I'm not coming out as a tough guy. But, 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 but here it is. That's the secret nugget. And what the, all the listeners are looking for this big aha and we can't afford it. And we got to change the, no, it starts with what you just said three times. Nice, Absolutely nice, right, nice. Joe. And, and, you know, we, everybody thinks, you know, starting a business, I, I need to have 15 people around it. I need to have the best of the best. Yep. I need to grow and need to be a hundred million in two years. And for me, I, I have my personal assistant. Um, she's with me now 11 years and, and we never met face to face. We, you know, I, I'm using in one of the, uh, the platforms you spoke about. And I think she knows me better than I know myself. She answers for me. She, she is my right hand person. And she's been with me for 11 years, same as you. I, you know, I gave her an offer a few years ago and, and she works now with me and, and two other individuals and she's absolutely amazing. And not that I couldn't find it here, but I had an opportunity to do something, start small. I always wanted to bring somebody in here, but she's been amazing. She's here for me. And like I said, she knows me better than I know myself. I I encourage everybody to look at that. And it was a very small investment to get started. And she just freed my, myself. I had so much time. Actually, there was a point where I said, oh, shit, um, what do I do now? Because she took this off me. She took this off me. And I found myself with a lot of free time. So uh, I encourage yourself, surround yourself with the right people. You also talked about having that network. So I'm curious, what are, uh, tell me about the three most influential people uh, in, in your life and how did they impact you? Chef Christian, Chef Joseph. <laughs> okay, now yeah. we're down right, to one. Right, I right love answer, it. Right I answer. love it. Yeah. Okay, conversation over. Troy. Next question. <laughs> <Troy>. <laughs> My father was a huge influence and continues to be. Um, I love it. It was, um, whether on, on script or not, this was going to be a LinkedIn post. Uh, and so by the time this comes out, maybe you'll see it there or not. And I was writing this last night and I'm going to get this up and go is, is, I was all of a sudden the story popped in my head where um, we where I'm a fourth generation funeral director's son. And mm-hmm. I watched at this moment when I was young, I was working at the funeral, maybe 16. And my father's a proud man and not shy of conflict. Um, and I watched this guy just berate him over the smallest thing. And this, this uh, customer client, somebody was breathing and I watched my dad take it and acknowledge and, that was that. And, you mm-hmm. know, apologized or whatnot at the moment. I remember I went to my dad and I was just like, how did you let that guy speak to you that way? I mean, yeah. I would have knocked that guy's t- I'm looking at my father being like, what the, and he looked at me and he was like, this man is at one of the lowest points in his life. He's mm-hmm. burying somebody that he loves. He probably hasn't slept in days. He's got all of this pressure right now. We just need, he needed to let it out. And Mm -hmm. I needed to be that person for him. And it wasn't about that moment. It was about, we are there for them. We are there for them. And that just, just took like that, the, how that infused and solidified my understanding of hospitality and empathy and ego and letting yourself go for the moment was absolutely amazing. Um, Absolutely an incredible story that carries with me. And so Mm -hmm. That, that's, that's one that I've been really thinking about. I, I mean, I guess I, my mom, you know, not to guess because you know, two great mm-hmm. divorced parents and, and uh, um, what I've always loved and incredible is here's a great story. I, I was um, playing soccer, maybe I was six years old or something. And I just got upset and I, and I 
walked off the field and she tells me I took my shirt off. I don't know why or whatnot. And she literally, and I'm crying and I don't want to play. And she was like, you're going and finishing the game. I'm not hysterical, whatnot. Picked me up, walked all the way onto the field, kicking and screaming, put me right into the position. And I sat down there, stubborn, picking grass and there, and she was, I was not quitting that game at that moment for any reason. And, and eventually I stood up because Mm -hmm. obviously then the game came to me and my instincts took over of, all right, well, I have purpose, let's go. And, Mm -hmm. uh, um, and I jumped in and I really went for it. And, um, that really was uh, a foundation as well, where, you know, and in our, our discovery call, when we got to meet each other and, and really talking about the power of showing up, I think mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from, from that, those moments with, where my mom, I remember I was, an, I was an awful, I wrestled for years and I was an absolute awful wrestler. Did not win, but did not lose by getting pinned. I did, and I remember there was a point they were just literally like, would you just lay down and let me pin you no not a chance i am you are no and it is it is it is there you know to the point where how did i win a fight with my older brother he just got so exhausted beating the crap out of me that then i moved forward you know um and and i'm really happy to say those you know i care why don't i keep this in the family my brother yeah um He's he it's really cool. We we fought a lot growing up three years older and I would be the visionary and he's the integrator, I would say, right in the relationship of he's very contractual based and one plus one equals two. And he's my he's one of my best friends right now. And mm-hmm. we to watch him. He took on a company, a pizza restaurant group that wasn't did great, wasn't doing well, different things the way he has not stopped and has failed up to the point where it's in a good standing position now is incredible. And to have that, that human capacity, that, that, that compassion, that focus, that drive and that real self-reflection and self-awareness. So I haven't answered this question before in that way. I haven't answered this question before in that way. And, um, I'm, it's really cool to be able to say my mother, my father, and my brother. That's really um, cool. I can't tell you all three, how much all three of them talk, but mm-hmm. hey. <laughs> no, that's great. Great examples. So, so I'm curious, what's next for Jason and for Arrow Up? Um, we are going to continue to listen to our, our customers. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to take good feedback and bad feedback, and we're going to ask these questions. Um, we are expanding our anti-harassment further into non-hospitality industry because people are asking for it mm-hmm. and culture is, is it's translating across the board and some incredible clients that we're working with I'm pretty excited about. And for Arrow Up, we're getting really into the micro-messaging game. I, I've, yep. I've always believed constant general pressure, the great Danny Meyer. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, and I've been waiting for the tech to catch up. And it is just a little bit now where we're aligning with some really good brands where micro messaging to take the micro out of managing. Um, mm-hmm. And I say this to all the owners out there. The ba- greatest thing that you can do is build relationships with your team yep. and get to know them with the right boundaries and invest in them and know that they have a life outside and 
the great and you need things from them and they're going to fail and they're going to drop and they're going to forget and they're going to this and you're going to remind them over and over again. So put processes into place that you've agreed upon something and they, they get this reminder, they get this box checked of what to do in a proactive, not a reactive sense. So mm -hmm. I love catching people, micro messaging, finding new ways of pre-shift and various ways that we can really be there with this little burst of messaging, cut gloves, safety, culture, top line sales, product loss. Yep. I actually think there's an incredible way that we're going to disrupt the market. And I've been so excited to get in this game and we're getting into this game and to watch people respond to it is amazing. And sometimes it's just that simple. Be human, get them a quick message and send them on their way as a reminder. Love it. Absolutely love that. So what is an insult you have received you actually brought of? An insult? Um, <laughs> you can't add. No, no, I'm, 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 I'm pretty good at the numbers where I balance that out. Um, you know, probably, um, that, that's a funny one. You have to, we have to think about it. You know, some people will say, you know, you work too hard or things like that. I think I understand it was a reflection more than an insult about my, my understanding of the tech only mm -hmm. goes so far. And I'm really happy that I got pushback on that of you really don't know what you're talking about. And so I then surrounded my, I then said, all right, I'm not good at this. I thought I was better than I am. I know less than I thought I can. And my proclivity, my ability is not there. So it was a critique. And I used that and said, am I going to, is my ego going to deflect or am I going to stop and go, all right, so how do I solve this? Get somebody who's good at it and give them the opportunity to join me. So that was great. Good. Great. I, I really um, I love this conversation today. So for me, I have, like I said, I have a page of notes so and a few day, things I have as a takeaway. Let me recap for our listeners. Number one, you need to check out the book Traction. I haven't, I have not uh, um, seen it, so I will look at it. But around passion and purpose is really what gets you going and find something you're passionate about. I love how you kind of, kind of wrapped it up for us. And then also, you know, that you will get kicked. And when you're down, it's just getting up, getting organized, getting fired up, surround yourself at the right people and do something that gives you energy. For me, uh, there was a really good conversation. So if people want to know more about Jason and Arrow Up, where can they find more about you and your company? Great. Uh, arrowuptraining.com is where you can find the company. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, Jason D. Berkowitz is where I have it. Um, I'd probably be remiss to not push my own book. We have a, a, a book on Amazon. Please don't sleep with the host and 50 <laughs> tips for and 49 other tips for managing a functional, profitable restaurant. This is more in the restaurant game, but it's, it's a 66 bath page bathroom reader of just very quick tips about culture and, and really how to build the right culture and the blocking and tackling and the rules. And it works for what's great is the great feedback that I got is that it works for multiple industries, which is really important. It's really just about how to be a leader in a, in a unit based economics um, and how to be a team leader there. So that's on Amazon and um, Jason at arrowuptraining.com. Just send me a question. I mean, I'm part of the, independent hospitality coalition i love these conversations the rising tide lifts all ships man it's how it's we, how it flows 
We absolutely love that. And that was a really good conversation. I made myself a note here. We need to follow up and see how Arrow Up has evolved. And, and maybe we can do another conversation in a few months. But I absolutely appreciate you, you being here and giving us uh, the, the gift of your time and having these honest conversations. And for our listeners, these conversations are not scripted. So he doesn't get any questions. This is as raw as it gets. Yep. Uh, and for us, it's really getting to know what makes people tick, what um, takes somebody, what makes you start up a company and, and not only doing it in the field, you have very little expertise in, but something you're passionate about. And what are the triggers? Because we believe success leaves clues. And by these conversations, we see that there's the same amount of people we having in here and, and talking about the passion about a company and what they do. And we kind of see that there's patterns here. There's certain yep. behavioral characteristics you need to have to be successful. So with that, we want to say thank you to our listeners. If you found this helpful, please subscribe to our channel. If you really liked it, come and leave us a review. Uh, we will buy 10 of uh, Jason's books and hopefully yep. we maybe even get a sign from him. So if anybody leaves a good review and maybe take one or two things uh, he talked to us about, let us know. We send you a, a copy of the book for free. Also, if you want to find or hear or know of somebody who could be part of this podcast, please let us know. Go to christianjfisher.com forward slash survey. We always want to know what our listeners are into, what you would like to hear about and what the makeup is of our group. So with that, please share this podcast. We appreciate you guys. And there's a next podcast on next Monday. Joe, any closing words from you? I just want to say thank you for taking the time with us, Jason. We know you're extremely busy, and I can't wait for the next segment of this podcast. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate, uh, you know, spending this time with you two gentlemen. I, I mean, your careers are sensational, um, and so it's an honor on my part. Great. We appreciate it, and we see you guys on the next podcast. Thanks, everybody.